Hello, hello, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to tap in and discover how we can connect to our divine selves through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back to listen in on the magic. If you haven't already, make sure to give this podcast a follow wherever you love to listen, along with sharing with anyone, your friends, your family, coworkers, who you believe will benefit from my words, from the interviews, from the beautiful wisdom and silliness that comes comes through. I'm like, how do I, what's the, I'm the worst. No, I'm the best. What am I talking about? (laughs) And if you are looking for ways to work with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. I am so over the moon. I now have my Reiki 3 healing services live. I have two different types of Reiki services. I have a sweet spot Reiki and I have a going deep Reiki. Read all about them on my website. And if you have any more questions about my services, either book a discovery call with me where I can answer any questions or email me at flow at themodernmedium.co. And of course, on my website, I have my other services available. Available. I have my one-on-one mentorships, tap into your magic and meet your spirit guides with beautiful lesson plans and Voxer support. And it's So it is probably one of my favorite things to do as a psychic medium and one of the most deeply fulfilling services that I personally offer. It is absolutely amazing. And of course, I also have my private sessions and I have my bundled sessions, soul path sessions, soul path sessions, I think. Yes. And of course, if you want to follow along on the silliness and more day-to-day things and downloads or books I'm reading, head to Instagram and follow me at themodernmedium underscore. And one last thing, I also am doing a Friday newsletter. So if you go to my website and just the homepage, scroll down and fill in your name and email and you'll be a part of my newsletter newsletter list. Yes. I was like newsletter contact list. And that is where I, I, what? I can't talk, but it's just like, I don't want to edit too much. I always love just keeping it real on here, but I love adding and sharing weekly downloads or really beautiful lessons that I have been moving through, or I am currently going through. And I would just love to be open with you about them because I believe Even if just one person feels seen or benefits from it, it just means the world to me. I love sharing the books I'm reading currently. I love doing practitioner shout outs because I love sharing all the magic that's in the world, whether it's through literally the girls that I am friends with or practitioners that I admire from afar and favorite things or where my spiritual practice is at, honestly, and also updates on my services and podcast, of course. I think that's it. Hello, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm really excited actually about this episode. I have been trying to figure out what I want to talk about on my next solo. And I actually think this is perfect. And it feels so good. It feels so juicy and aligned. And Also, you can just tell my energy is just wonderful right now. It just feels really, really good when it comes to the anticipation of sharing all this. And this is just going to be a really beautiful personal episode on the lessons I have been learning as a single psychic medium. This is the first time I am single as an embodied and fully claimed psychic medium. Of course, I've had these, I've been open to spirit my whole life, but I really didn't know I was oblivious. Again, like if you don't know my full story, it is on my website and 
I, of course, could just, you know, talk about it for days and days because I love sharing my story for anyone, again, who wants to feel seen or wants to feel inspired to step into their path. It's so important to share the story and inspire others. But anyways, it is my first time being single as a psychic medium, and I'm really taking it as a big deal because so much has changed. I am not the woman I was four years ago that had no boundaries that really had an attachment style that was not incredibly aware where it led me to immense heartbreak and immense hurt and toxic relationships and poor decision making and just really so much pain and that is also something I've been having to move through now is being single and recognizing the emotions that come up of the fear of sharing my heart the just the terror of sharing my heart because i don't know how else to live besides open-hearted i have always been an open-hearted person i am not reserved i am like let's go this is me and i've actually i know there's a couple different types of people there's the type of person who is more afraid to be abandoned or left for who they are and then there's a type of person who is more afraid of losing themselves with someone and i would say i'm definitely the first and that is something i'm like so much more cognizant of and i am aware that i have really worked on my attachment style where i believe i am so much closer to my secure attachment style and I have such stronger values and I have already learned some beautiful lessons (laughs) since March, since I have officially been single. And I would just love to share these with you because it is really important as anyone who is tapped into their intuition to know that this is a gift for us, to know that this is a beautiful original state of being that is for our highest good and why should we ignore this and i know it's really hard to not fall into temptations or old patterns or oh my gosh well i really really want to sleep with this person and maybe they will be attached to me that i should and like let that boundary go oh it's only one more time and be hurt again and like again that was me so many times over and over again and i really love the beautiful lessons I've learned because I've become so much stronger. And again, thanks for listening to, hey, this is a podcast. I'm allowed to talk as much as I want, huh? So I'm going to dive in to the seven beautiful lessons I've learned so far being a single psychic medium. And it's in sort of no particular order in terms of like importance i i think these are all very very important and i'll also describe each of the anecdotes and where these lessons derive from and where i'm at now so number one don't do anything that makes you feel anxious or less confident or sure in who you are So this lesson really derived from the experience I had, the very brief, thank goodness, experience I had on Hinge. And I was on Hinge three years ago. That's actually how I met my my most recent partner. And I knew I had to be on Hinge. There was an intuitive feeling that I had to be on Hinge to meet my person or I had to experience Hinge to be more open-minded. And it's really crazy because I don't think I would have met him unless I was on Hinge. And I had this intuitive feeling three years ago where I said to myself, I'm giving myself three months and that's it. That's it. Which was great because I did set an intention and I did state boundaries. However, I still was really loose with my boundaries. I don't need to get into it. But lo and behold, I met the person that was probably the most healthy and independent I've felt in a relationship. But now, 
I've also, I now have had this feeling that I really do not need to be on Hinge at all. I really, really don't. I don't think that is meant for me. And again, I do not want to bash Hinge because literally one of my best friends from high school was a beta tester on Hinge and that's how she met her husband. I know multiple beautiful couples that have met on Hinge. I think even my new workout obsession is the Sculpt Society, 10 out of 10 recommend. And I'm almost positive Megan Roop met her husband on Hinge. And I'm like, she's iconic, they're iconic. Not that like, I don't know her that well, but still, I'm like, it's possible guys. So anyways, I joined Hinge for a split second because I was like, what? I need to exercise putting myself out there, but putting myself out there as I am now with the values, with the confidence, with the boundaries and like exercise it and just have fun and not be so isolated because yes, as a single person and I'm sure those who are listening who have just got a relationship or have been in a relationship where you spent a lot of your time with your partner and their friends, I now don't really have a lot going on in my life. And it is super easy to feel alone because my whole weekends I was with my partner and I was with his friends. And now I'm like, all right, I'm reading, I'm doing Pilates, I'm going on another walk outside, I guess. So anyways, long story short, I was only on Hinge for a week and thank God, Spirit really kicked me off Hinge. And it was this like funny conundrum of, I was about to have two dates in one day and I was feeling all cool. And one of them had to cancel last minute because he accidentally sailed to Catalina. I was like, I guess I'm never seeing Sailor Jerry ever again and I don't mind. There was another one that I was actually really excited about and I was actually feeling really attracted to him for a couple of reasons. Also because he was from Israel. He had a thick, beautiful accent. He was 32. I'm like, ooh, cool. He's an entrepreneur. So anyways, I then found out from a page, ladies, if you are single and you are actively dating, Go onto Facebook and find your city specific page for Are We Dating the Same Guy? So I joined Are We Dating the Same Guy in LA and I posted a picture of this guy, the one that was from Israel. And it was on a Monday and we were planning on having a date that week. And I said, ladies, give me the tea before I potentially go on a date with this guy. A week goes by. He also had to cancel. So I didn't have my two dates in one day, but he called me and he was like, hey, I think I have a cold. I have a really bad cough. I would hate to get you sick just in case. And I'm like, honestly, vibes, really cute. So then I go back on Friday because I had this random little hit of, I should check it. It's been a week. Three comments on my photo of that guy. Pretty much this guy is a total butthead total butthead and I immediately blocked him. I'm like, nope, and I'm done with Hinge. And immediately after ending my Hinge account, this is where I discovered the shift of my energy of, wow, I feel way less anxious. I feel so much more present. And it's when I realized that actually, weirdly enough, going on Hinge for some reason, made me really anxious to go out in public because I was nervous I was gonna run into someone I recognize or they recognize me or I unmatched with them or like vice versa. And like, I just felt like I had to be on because I was on Hinge in LA. And it's a small, small part of town when you're on the west side of LA or even just LA in general. Even though it's big, it can get small really, really fast. And so, That's when I learned the lesson of I am not going to do anything that compromises my confidence and my sense of self and just makes me feel anxious, especially in this stage of being single. I want to feel incredibly confident. Of course, I'm going to have days where I feel insecure, but what I mean, have a strong sense of self no matter what. So there we go. Number two get so crystal clear on your boundaries, values, and standards. 
a book I've mentioned, I believe, on my Instagram. I also believe on my newsletter is All About Love by Bell Hooks. And this is a book that I believe every single human should read. Boy, girl, they, whoever, however old you are and whatever type of relationship you're in, whether that's with self or with a partner married, it is a groundbreaking book. And there was something Bell Hook said that went along the lines of women often abandon their needs for the fear of not finding a partner. And that was something I really truly was doing for so many years of my life. I abandoned my needs and my standards and my boundaries because I thought I was going to lose out on meeting someone, just anyone. And it made me think, what's the point of that? Because it's not like I double my possibility by meeting more people because I feel like at the end of the day, personally, we're going to meet the people that we're meant to meet and we're going to meet the people that we put an effort to meet. So that could either be two people or 50 people. But also, why personally, I don't need to go through the motions of meeting people that are a waste of time or at least like getting intimate with people that are a waste of time. Like I'm just not there right now. And especially now that I am so crystal clear in my values as a psychic medium, as a business owner, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend, and just even as a person, I need to walk the freaking walk and talk the talk. I am so devoted to embodying my values wholly, and that needs to show up in my singledom, in my life. And I've done it, and it's not like personally, like I'm not reading these lists every single day. I'm not like doing all these chants every single day. But what I've done multiple times when I feel called to is I have written like very detailed lists and examples of how I want to feel in a partnership with my husband, with my partner, with my person. And that in tow has really birthed and actually crystallized my boundaries and my values and my standards for someone. For instance, I... And when I meet someone or when I have interacted with men lately, I say I'm not looking for casual sex. I um, am not sleeping with anyone until like I know they're devoted to me. And that's a pretty strong boundary. And I, I say that for myself because I was not there. I was just, I was not there for so long, for so many years. And again, I used to live in the way of, well, if I sleep with them, they'll become attached to me. And then we may like in uh, me envisioning a whole freaking future with them and getting married and like just getting way ahead of myself, just being a classic Pisces. But of course, that is like not the case. And I would say that has been one of the best ways for me to get really, really crystal clear on your boundaries, values and standards. And I guess to really go over specifically what I did is really the way it's so important to manifest or to call in what you desire is to really identify how you want to feel that when you are experiencing or you have that person or thing in your life, how do you want to feel? And I really can't lie. It's a tried and true technique of when you're calling in or manifesting someone or something, you write it or you really sink into the feeling of or you envision it like you already have it. And when you have it, how does it feel? So anyways, getting incredibly crystal clear with my boundaries and I cannot emphasize that enough. And of course, more importantly, speaking them into existence, acting on them into existence. They are nothing if you do not honor them in the real world. Yes, you could honor them in your journal and in your meditation and talk about it, but if you are not telling people and acting on it and embodying those boundaries, they're nothing. And that may be hard to hear, but really they're nothing. So number three, 
we are all multi-dimensional complex beings and this was a concept that i really learned from the iconic the amazing esther perel and i want to say it's called fundamental association also i'm so excited you guys so on my computer it says june 11th and it's about to be 11 11 and when it turns 11 11 i'm for sure gonna take a picture of it because it'll be 11 11 11 or would it be 1 1 1 1 1 1 so exciting anyways me getting excited and off topic for a hot second but this is hysterical and i am so guilty of it and i i don't think there's a single human try me i don't think there's a single human who does not do this we all do it and what's great is when she said it to her audience okay i'm taking a photo of the one 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 i am so excited about it um her entire audience died laughing because it's true. And every time she said it on a most recent podcast episode that she's been on the last month or so, people have died laughing because it's true. And it allows us to take the mirror and just really, really take a hard look at ourselves. So anyways, so a very specific <laughs> personal example. I met a super adorable, cute, handsome guy out with a friend on a Friday night. And I was very excited about him. And I was just really excited about the connection in general. And it went really well. And so I texted him back because a flirty move that he did was he gave me his phone, I put my number in it, and he texted me something, which was, you guys, this is like the first time I've ever had like a romantic interaction with an aspiring actor in LA, I mean, when in Rome. And so he texted me a trailer of a movie that like he wrote and produced and he stars in. And the next morning, I was like, this is a perfect segue to like text him back because I'm interested. And why play games? I don't think it's weird to text him back. And so I did. And it was like a really personally, I think it was adorable. And I, at least when I am recording this episode in this moment, because who knows when this episode launches, who knows if he's texted me back or not, but I'm just going to speak in the exact present moment. He has not texted me back and it's been several days. And of course, I have to say, I was totally disappointed. And in this present moment, as you can hear my voice, I am doing a lot better, but still a smidge disappointed because I was like, wait, I really thought we had a wonderful connection. I really thought like this was just great. And why wouldn't he text me back? Like, what the heck? I don't smell weird. I'm not ugly. I was like totally myself. I was totally like open and silly. And I also stated my boundaries really, really well. So I was really proud of myself. And so I definitely had a day where I was upset. And I was like, what the heck? This is so annoying. But then I thought back to this concept that Esther Perel said. And... I allowed myself to look at the scenario. One, me. If I don't text someone back, it is for a multitude of reasons. One, maybe I'm not ready. I haven't formulated the right text or the right response. Two, maybe I completely forgot. Sometimes I have not texted back for a week, which I usually like to say I'm a pretty good texter. I really appreciate someone getting back to me at least within the day or two and or I'm like tired or I, I was asleep or I just woke up and I was doing my routine I was working out I was with friends and I wanted to be present like I have all these reasons but then I'm like okay well I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking at first I'm doing that association and I'm like he's a dick he's playing me he whatever I'm just another number on his phone but then I'm like that is actually incredibly unfair 
And yeah, maybe like whatever, like maybe he's a butthead, but then it made me realize he is also a multi-dimensional human. Maybe he was hung over the next day. Maybe he was sleeping all day. Maybe he was with family. Maybe he was, he was with friends. Maybe he was like working on something. Maybe he was out. Like who knows? Or maybe he was really tired. Maybe he is, maybe he's not ready for anything. Maybe he really appreciated the connection, but he doesn't know how to word his emotions and say, hey, Alexandra, it was so great to meet you, but I'm not ready to like continue any relationship. I'm not in the place. Or maybe he's nervous. Maybe like I really made him like I am now listing out so many reasons as to why this person has not texted me back. But also, I don't fucking know him. And for me, it's actually really empowering to say that because That's why I also believe it's important to emphasize that I am a single psychic medium. And if you've been listening to this podcast or if you've been a client of mine or if you have followed me, my values are incredibly strong when it comes to never giving a reading without permission. And I'm not a fortune teller and I'm not going to do harm. Personally, if I'm going to dive into this guy and be like, ooh, I want to know his deal, like what's the deal, like whatever – that's actually going against my values. That makes me feel uncomfortable. And I also don't think it's fair on him. Like, let him live his freaking life. I am not going to do that just to make myself sleep at night or be happier. And maybe it won't even make me happier. And yeah, I don't know him. Who am I to have the right to claim that he is feeling this way about me when I do not know him and just have to accept that he is a multi-dimensional being and we all are and that has brought me a lot of comfort and that's also that that just needs to be the situation with every single interaction whether it's on the road or with the family member or again dating we are all multi-dimensional beings and we need to also give men the benefit of the doubt because they, as we all know, traditionally, they were not taught to emote like us women. They were not taught to express like us unless they had a fucking incredible father or some figure, whether it was a mother or sisters or friends that gave them this space to emote or to express or to simply have the confidence, to have the confidence to send a really difficult text. That is really fucking hard. It is not easy. So, I can't be mad at him or at anyone who is not ready to send that text because I've been there before. I've totally ghosted people before. Literally one time, this is so mean. There was a guy years ago that I was talking to on Hinge and then we finally FaceTimed and this sounds so mean, but he was so not like I'm just going to say in the kindest way, he did not look anything like his photo. I literally let out a noise, hung up, and blocked him. I was like, oh my god, I literally just got catfished. Like, that is so mean. That's terrible. That is super immature. So to be in this space now where I can send these texts or send or just communicate the message of my boundaries, but be in the confidence in it, that is really, really fucking hard work. And you can't always expect people to have the level of confidence and have the level of just like just or have just be there just be there as a human being because it is so much to ask for it is yeah we I of course like we wish that every single man or woman can communicate these difficult feelings and save us from burden from pain from feeling abandoned but we also can't expect that from everyone else because not everyone has done the work it just is what it is and we have to accept that and we need to be the one we need to be the medicine we need to be the endless well of love and tap into that as much as we can and realize we are the love we we cannot rely on this person um to fulfill all of our needs, but also to assure us that we are loved. So anyways, that was a rant, but I also believe an important rant. Number four, 
live in Eros. And Eros, if you have listened to one of my recent episodes, number 15, with the beautiful sex coach and sex and life coach, I think. Oh my God, I am the worst. But Lucy Lampe. And in the title and in the first few minutes of the episode, I ask her, what is Eros? And Eros is just the life force within us. And it is, it's literally God. And the life force is so, it's very much, people kind of only see it as sex, but sex alone isn't strong enough to withstand the entirety of Eros. And that's also something that Lucy mentioned and I believe is really, really important. And Eros really encompasses the kind of eroticism, but again, not always in a sexual way, the eroticism and the joy and the deliciousness of life itself. And this can mean smelling a flower. This can mean cooking a delectable meal. This could mean going on in a rabbit hole of your creative zone, whether that's writing or painting or dancing or singing. And that also can mean self-pleasure, of course. That can mean bringing it into the bedroom, whether that is within yourself or with your partner. And that could also mean arrows in conversation with other people in the way you dress, but also in your spiritual practice. That can mean a lot of play. That can mean exploration. That can mean playful channeling. But hopefully you kind of understand the message that Eros is just the delicious universal life force. And that is something I'm really diving into is living and encompassing certain aspects of Eros in my own life. And so Eros right now for me means creativity, really exploring the creative facets of my personal life, of my business, and of my spiritual practice, of the way I dress, of the way I problem solve. How can I imbue creativity and joy and play into my everyday life? And for me, a very powerful example is writing. I am a writer. And again, if you've been following me recently, it's been so exciting because I have been now really diving back into creative writing and just like reflective writing and it's been a winter of words for quite some time and now I'm just like really allowing myself to process all and any emotions through writing and that is how I am exploring Eros. That's how I am living and embodying Eros. Again, of course, another very obvious way is self-pleasure, whether that is self-pleasure in the bedroom or self-pleasure in terms of eating a bite of the dessert that I've been saving the last morsel for. Why not have it at two o'clock in the afternoon? Or even how can I embody the love that I desire and where am I withholding love from me? And those are also questions that Lucy explained at the end of our episode. And the the first one, how could I embody the love? And I kind of added, how could I embody the love that I desire? And this is really important because we, again, something I mentioned earlier is we can't expect our partners to fulfill every need. And if I want to call in, someone that embodies these certain attributes, then I can't not think of myself. I can't not embody this love I seek. So for instance, if I really seek a partner who is going to communicate themselves to me and be clear with me about their intentions and not hold back or not withhold love for me, I need to do the same for me. When I am feeling low, when I am finding myself in these, you know, no, like segative, segative, what? In these negative self-talk cycles, 
I need to stop myself and be like, listen, Alexandra, you are not XYZ. You are absolutely loved and catch myself and communicate to myself that I am enormous. I am magnificent. I am magic. I am so, so special. I am so deeply loved and I am the love. So see how I did that, how I communicate with myself and how that embodies the partner that I desire simply by embodying it towards myself. And then another way, one last and final thing that I am really doing to embody arrows is to allow for playful interaction. And this doesn't have to be with just a cute boy. It could be with anyone. And lately it's been really fun. I covered at the Book and Crystal store recently and I wore a really fun sweater and I was getting compliments on it by like multiple people. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. I got it from so-and-so, like blah, blah, blah. And then like we had a conversation about like the silly mushrooms and that is already arrows. That is playing with the beautiful life force of connection and conversation and not having to be so attached to it, but just letting it build and blossom and bloom in whatever way it's meant to. Again, doesn't have to be your freaking husband or wife. It could just be a really wonderful conversation with yourself, with a tree, with a stranger at the farmer's market, and also with a really cute person. And it could just be fun and flirty. It doesn't mean you have to drop your boundaries. Doesn't mean that you're going against any part of you. You're just interacting with the universal life force. That is oneness. That is connection. Okay. Number five is living open-hearted and with courage. So I'm going to go back to the previous example of currently in this moment, not getting a text back from this boy I met that I'm really interested in. And it got me in this negative cycle of talking to myself in a way that was like, Alexandra, you are so stupid for feeling so much. Why do you care so much? Why do you open your heart all the time? And of course, I knew when I was hearing that, that it was wrong. I didn't believe a second of that, but I was extending this story and I was extending the feeling in my body. And of course, it really, really sucked. And what I realized is, and something that actually came to me this morning and I channeled with uh, my higher self was, I am a very open-hearted person and no matter what, I am going to interact with, let's say I interact with, I'm going to do use the example of interacting with a man that I am romantically or attracted to, whatever. And when I meet with them, I have an incredibly open heart because that is my nature. That is who I am. And also when it comes to having an open heart, I am also open about my boundaries I'm open about my values and I'm open about my standards and I'm open about who I am. That person, yes, they may see me and they may be like, holy shit, wow, this woman is so open-hearted. She's so courageous. But then that immediately triggers the question within their subconscious, am I ready for my heart to be seen like this? Am I ready and willing to be seen like she is because at the end of the day, we are all mirrors. So when I met this gorgeous man, I am my open-hearted self. I'm being silly. I'm making such outrageous flirty comments, but that's just like kind of my humor. And I was very clear with my boundaries. And that probably one, he probably really appreciated them because I was clear and I was confident. But number two, maybe he's not texting me back because he's not, his heart isn't ready to open like what I showed him, like the example I showed him, which is me, which was our interaction together. But also who am I to say that he won't text me back? And maybe he had to take a beat or he was busy. 
But also, who's to say that he's a bad person for not texting me back? That's not fair. And I can't help but be my open-hearted self because, yes, I am very much intensely, I am a mirror to people. I am a mirror, as we all are. And once we recognize that, then we then that almost like doubles the size of our mirror or like the clarity of our mirror because we know that we're mirrors. And I am really honored that I have with myself that I have this open heart. And I think that it is absolutely beautiful that I live so open-heartedly. And actually, in fact, now that I've been thinking about it, it was actually an incredibly successful interaction. I met someone out in the wilderness, not online, which is how I want to meet my man. He was very direct and flirty with me and interested in me. We kissed, so fun. And I stated my boundaries very clearly. I said, I'm not looking for casual sex and I'm not sleeping with anyone until they're devoted to me. And like, that's exactly what I said. But I still have his number. I don't know. Who knows? But still, that was actually a very successful interaction because I was confident and I was clear and I was in my boundaries. And I lived and I embodied my open heart as it is. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So anyways, live open-hearted and be that courageous, open-hearted person that you are. Number six. So this is huge. This is something I immediately decided when I knew I was single is if you are looking for a certain type of person interact and go to the places, make it a point to go to the places and interact with the environments and people that are like-minded. For instance, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to meet my person at the bungalow on a Saturday night. I really, really don't know. But what? I'm going to a breathwork meditation studio like twice a week that is very community-oriented And I go to the farmer's market at least twice a week or once a week. I got a library card. I take walks around my neighborhood. I have a favorite coffee shop. I intentionally have chosen the places and the types of environments where I I like to interact and I like to be in. And that also embody my values. Because why force yourself into a position of going out three nights a week just to hope that you meet someone. That's not how it works because you're forcing. You're totally forcing and you're also not even being yourself, not even honoring your boundaries. Yeah, totally. I When I met this cute man, I met him out. I really do not go out very often. It was like, it was honestly the first time I've been out in Los Angeles and that has been since like March. Like it's been a long, long time. And like I met someone, but that like I can't totally pigeon my whole pigeon my whole what the heck pigeonhole myself. And I also am not going to be like, oh, I have to go to open because I have to meet my man there. I'm gonna go to open because it is an environment that is really nourishing for me. I'm going to go to the farmer's market because it is deeply nourishing for me and it also embodies my values like tenfold. I am going to go to my favorite coffee shop because I I just love it. So none of those places that, no, all of the places that I go to are all pretty much in line with who I am. And start really identifying those places or types of venues or types of experiences that you want to have and how that could really become something like a safe haven, a sanctuary, and even a place for you to expand your friendships, expand your horizons. It doesn't just have to be with a romantic partner. And that's kind of how I'm viewing it too. I am really looking forward to expanding my circle in Los Angeles because I'm really, really happy here. I don't see myself moving anytime soon. So not only, yeah, of course, if I run into an adorable guy down, but 
I'm excited to go to open because I'm excited to make new friends. I'm excited to go to the farmer's market because I'm maybe I make a new friend. Who knows? Or I run into a friend that I haven't seen in ages. I am just open to all the beautiful possibilities that are aligned with my highest good. Okay. And then number seven, this is really, really important. And this is something I kind of addressed earlier, but I really want to make it incredibly clear as a separate point. So I have been getting or I have gotten pretty specific downloads of my partner. And I'll give you two of them. Number one, I saw our hands holding on our wedding day. That's all I saw. Number two, I saw a quick flash of him in a nice white button-down shirt, a brown belt, and dark blue pants. And he was kind of like adjusting his pants, but I didn't see his face. I know he's tall. I know he has brown hair, but like, that's it. And at first, of course, I'm so nosy. I'm like, wait, I want to know exactly who this person is. What the heck? And that's also where I've gotten myself into trouble. It's like, oh my God, I can't interact with anyone who is not tall, doesn't have brown hair. And there was also a second where I thought a guy in particular was him, but definitely isn't him. And so you can kind of see how I could totally spin myself into a wheel of just like emotional wreck and disaster and being so attached and just really, really being disappointed and creating all these expectations. And yes, our soul is given information from God and from spirit for our highest good, for us to recognize our highest potential of who we could actually be and then some. And they will not give us any information that is not going to benefit us. They're not going to give us crap. They're going to give us something where we can have as a roadmap or as a guide or just a little twinkle of hope. And I was getting to a place a little bit where I was like limiting myself and kind of hermiting myself. And that's where I was actually told in a reading with a dear friend of mine, Kendra, who I I don't know, I may have spoken about her before on the podcast. I post about her a lot on my page, but she is a phenomenal spiritual business coach and she's a phenomenal tarot practitioner. And so she gave me a tarot reading and the main card that was kind of like the umbrella and then she used the tarot deck to kind of branch off and specify from the oracle card as like the oracle card kind of stood as the topic it was eros which was crazy i'm like oh my god because eros is becoming so much has been coming up so much for me and something that came through was like i was really kind of sequestering myself into a place of just, well, I can only follow my visions and I can only interact in this certain way, but I need to start like living in the world and like playing with the joy that is through connection. And just because I am feeling really bubbly and someone bumps into me at the farmer's market and talks to me and like I make a new friend or there's a really hot guy in my meditation class and I say, hey, like what's your name? That doesn't mean I have to be like attached to anything, but also who am I? It is none of my business to know every single thing about my partner because I'm not meant, I'm not meant to. That's their business. That goes straight back to my values as a psychic medium is I am not giving a reading without permission. And sometimes I'm like, am I a little too strict? Like, am I a little too hard on myself? But I, that's just like where my body feels comfortable. And I also, something I've said too, is we are not meant to have a cheat sheet of all of our soul contracts. We are meant to live in the world in real time. And our guides and God, they are the endless well of support and love. And they're not telling us what to do. They have the, they have the, the post-it notes. They have the pens. They have the tape. They have the scissors. They have the flashlights. They have the tools. Like, 
They are our team. They are nudging us towards our highest alignment, but they're not telling us the answers. And so that's where I really urge you to not get really attached to read into exactly what your partner is going to be like. And yes, it's really important. Like I even said earlier, create a list or some kind of, you know, just guide of standards of what you are looking for in a partnership. And like, most importantly, how you want to feel in a partnership. But for instance, I can't be attached to every single guy that, you know, I can't, I just can't not interact with the world, if that makes sense. And again, it who it's just not fair to read into this person. That is really not my business. But what I do know absolutely is that he is 100% out there. And it's not that he is created for me perfectly. He is constantly evolving and being created for me as I am for him. Because I may think I'm ready right now in this moment, but clearly I'm not because I haven't met him yet. Or maybe I have. I don't know. That's the thing. But I'm not in a relationship right now. So clearly I am being constantly molded and created into the most beautiful being that I can for this man and vice versa. And who am I to say that I should use my abilities to know everything about this person? I am okay with the mystery. I am perfectly happy with the mystery because it allows me to live my life. It allows me to live my life. It allows me to interact with the world and be present. It allows me to be present with myself too and not get so crazy attached. Oh my goodness, such a beautiful, passionate conversation. I am so excited about this. I really, really hope that you resonated with this conversation. I hope this conversation brought you comfort. I hope you felt seen or it was at least enjoyable. Or if you believe anyone will benefit from this conversation, please send it their way. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts. I'd love to hear what clicked. I'd love to hear, you know, if there's a story you have that you really, really resonate with, or there's something I can learn from you. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Either email me at hello at themodernmedium.co or follow me on Instagram at themodernmedium underscore. I am also, of course, on threads, which I am, I really, really like threads. Uh, So you can also follow me on threads and we can have a conversation on there. And I love you guys so, so much. Again, you guys know the drill. Follow this podcast wherever you love to listen. Leave a review because reviews are so, so meaningful and they allow me to bring you the words and the conversations that can really, really benefit you and light up your soul. And of course, if you're looking for ways to work with me, all of my services are now live on my website at themodernmedium.co. Book a service with me or a discovery call and I cannot wait to meet you and play and just serve you. Anyways, I love you guys so much and I will see you next time.